when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. Consumers are fickle. How do I know? I am one. I've chronicled my love-hate relationship with Home Depot. I was in love with them after my first experience with buying a washer, dryer, and fridge. The salesperson was so educated and informative. Before that, I went to Lowe's, and the salesperson took a while to even notice me and gave me short and uninspiring answers to my questions. So I went full Home Depot fan, got a credit card, continued to outfit my home. Home Depot offered free delivery, where Lowe's charges for that, but offers free wait-in-your-car pickup. The last two transactions with Home Depot suffered from delays and poor communication. I ordered a custom closet organizer installation in August. The communication was spotty at best. It finally was installed almost three months later. Although the install was excellent, I still had a sour taste in my mouth from them losing my grill. So I switched my loyalties to the local team, Lowe's, which is based in North Carolina. Home Depot is based in Georgia. I ordered a garage organizer workbench from Lowe's, and the free pickup was easy, painless, and convenient. Now we're back on track, until they mess up as badly as Home Depot did. Consumers change loyalties in an instant, while B2B customers are more complex. Switching brands or companies is easy for B2C, not so much for B2B. B2B purchasing decisions have a complex system around them. First, there's usually a team of decision makers, since one of them can impact multiple teams, production, IT, quality, C-level, and more. Second, if a purchase goes bad, it can cost a company a lot of money. If it affects their ability to sell and deliver products or services, it can cripple or even bankrupt a business. Not only will it affect the profits and the cash flow, but it could also cost somebody their job. This is just one of the reasons people move slower to purchase in B2B. It's rarely a gut decision based on emotion or reviews. The sales process takes time. But once you land a sale, those companies are slow to change vendors as well. If a B2B company has just one bad transaction, they may be mad at first, but they'll get over it once the problem's fixed. So what I'd like to concentrate on is five things to think about when marketing to B2B businesses. And that's the first one. The second one is prospects versus leads. One of the baconisms I post every month is when you contact a prospect, you are the salesperson. When a prospect contacts you, you're the expert. All too often, businesses and sales teams focus on finding more leads. 
Sometimes they'll focus on nurturing prospects. Leads are just cold calls. This can be a visit to somebody in person or maybe them visiting your website. Online, the focus can be on social media or growing email lists. But if there has not been a point of contact before that, it's all just like cold calls. Prospects are people who have searched you out and contacted you for answers. These are budding relationships that have to be grown and nurtured. It takes time because of what I mentioned before. It takes time to build trust with a person and ultimately their team that you are the right choice and won't drop the ball. Second, it's all about relationships. In the consumer world, most people pick out a solution to their problem by themselves. They'll jump on Amazon or walk the aisles of a physical store and choose based on commercials, reviews, or personal experience. Do you choose the self-checkout lane? B2B sales are more complex. Many solutions are based on needs, price, and integration with other parts and people within a business. Generally, that's a dance between the buyer and the sales rep that can last months or years. So it makes more sense that salespeople are like in the business checkout lane and are preferred more often than not to an internet shopping cart. That requires a relationship to be established, maintained, and nurtured. Next is the B2B customer journey. Now, I'm not a sales expert, although I've spent 40 years in marketing. So, I leave sales advice to CSOs, sales managers, and sales consultants. But I've found that B2B customers require relationship building throughout the sales journey. Marketing should support the salesperson whose job it is to be the point of contact for that sales relationship. I've found five phases that require sales and marketing to become an integrated team to achieve sustained success. The first three are based on marketing support of the sales team. All five require the sales team to share their concerns and the pulse of the prospects and customers. First, it's awareness. We sell what you need and use, and we're not like others. Education. Here's why we're different and how our approach to your problems is better. Pre-sales decision. Here is why we're the best choice for your unique problem and we're here to help you decide. Now this is where sales takes over. Number four, sales closing. Let's decide together and we'll help you implement the solution. And finally, retention and repeat business. Time to reorder? Hey, did you know that we also sell this? The key to success is keeping the prospects and customers engaged. It's a combination of personalized content and personal interaction. Again, a joint mission with sales and marketing working as a cohesive system and team. And finally, the devil's in the details. If you can draw a direct line between sales and marketing, then you're properly capturing and using data. As I've stated in a previous podcast, most free tools will tell you how much, often skewed to that platform's favor, but not who is interacting. 
If you can get someone to fill out a form, that data should be immediately imported to your CRM, WMS, or ERP. Those tools should track the interaction with each new prospect. The same should be enacted for past and current customers. Common practices suggest you should put everyone in a sales funnel, but real people tend to bounce around to all five of those phases of the customer journey. They may see awareness graphics and then jump to retention and repeat business. So if you expect or set up a linear process, you may be missing out on multiple opportunities. The bottom line is the more data you can add, update, maintain, and analyze about each prospect and client, the better chance you have to engage them at the right time for your solution to matter to them. Let me leave you with this final thought. I think the main point is you're dealing with people. All people are consumers, so it makes sense to treat them that way. But unless they're surfing Amazon at work, they'll act and react differently when it comes to business. While most businesses like Home Depot continue to send emails and postcards to try to sell me more, not a single person picked up the phone to say, we're sorry, and how can we win your business again? That's all I needed to remain loyal. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>